the SWOT analysis is a really simple tool. It's an easy way to get everyone involved in your strategic planning process. These winter months ahead of us may be a great time to do that when you have some time to pull the team together and really think about the next year, the next three years, the next five years when it comes to strategic planning on your farm. Welcome to In the Driver's Seat, a podcast on managing financial risk in your grain operation, brought to you by ABM. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of In the Driver's Seat. Today, we were going to talk about utilizing a SWOT analysis to analyze your farm business, something I've done a lot of in my career. SWOT analysis apply to a lot of things. They can be used in a lot of different ways to analyze whatever you're working on. And we have a special guest. His name is Jim Verschweveld. He is with the University of Wisconsin Ag Extension. He is an educator and associated with Walworth County. So we're looking forward to have Jim on our podcast. I think today will be a really fun discussion. I think it will be super educational. And perhaps most of you know what a SWOT analysis is. So it's not like swatting a bug and it's not SWOT like the law enforcement team. It's S-W-O-T, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And I mean, you hit the nail on the head earlier, Doug. It can apply to anything in your life, really. It's basically just a framework that helps you capture important pieces of your operation, personal life, anything related to work. You have your internal, external factors, and then you do have current and future opportunities. And and maybe in there you find some things that need work and maybe it brings you some fresh ideas. So I just think it's really awesome and I'm really looking forward to it today. So welcome, Jim. Thank you. Happy to be here. Welcome, Jim. So before we get started, I do have a few quick updates and reminders to share with our listeners. If you are not receiving ABM Market Signals weekly report and would like to follow the market activity just a little bit closer, you can sign up for those at abmadvantage.com. Lastly, we would love to hear from you. Let us know what you think of In the Driver's Seat. Visit our podcast page on abmadvantage.com and share feedback or suggest a new topic for future episodes. Now that we have the housekeeping out of the way, Doug, why don't you kick us off with the first question? Hopefully we've got your interest peaked in what a SWOT analysis is. Let's dive into it a little bit deeper. It's all about how do you use a SWOT analysis to take a closer look at your farm. Let's get Jim Verschweveld involved in the conversation. Emily and Shelby gave a quick overview of what SWOT analysis was, but can you tell us a little bit more about why a farming business should take the time to complete such an exercise? Sure, I'd be glad to. So SWOT analysis is a really simple tool. It's an easy way to get everyone involved in your strategic planning process. These winter months ahead of us may be a great time to do that when you have some time to pull the team together and really think about the next year, the next three years, the next five years when it comes to strategic planning on your farm. Fantastic. So we know a little bit about what the letters in SWAT stand for, but could we break down each of those categories and what we're looking to determine from each of those? 
Sure. So as was mentioned earlier, SWOT is an acronym. So it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And the best way to think of this or the best way to actually hold this meeting is to, if you have a big whiteboard or you have a chalkboard, just divide it into four quadrants. And in the upper right hand, put weaknesses. In the upper left, put strengths. Below your strengths, put opportunities. And then below weaknesses, put threats. So if you're visualizing this, it's on a big board that's easy to write on or add post-it notes to. We'll start with strengths. Strengths are positive attributes that are internal to your farm. So there's something about your farm that is a competitive advantage, something that's a competency, if you will, that is a positive attribute about your farm. These things are just inherent to your farm business. So the opposite of the strengths are your weaknesses. These are negative factors about your farm that ultimately detract from those strengths. Weaknesses are also inherent, so they're part of the nature of your farm business. You do have some control over them, but sometimes fixing these weaknesses comes with a significant price tag. Moving then to opportunities, opportunities are an external factor. So there's something that potentially contributes to the success of your farm, but they're not necessarily things that you've done or that you have direct control over. And then lastly, we have threats. Threats are external factors. You have little, if any, control over these. And think of them as negative circumstances that could affect your farm. Maybe not today, but in the future. So that kind of categorizes the four quadrants that we talked about into that four quadrant grid. Jim, I'm a huge visual learner and I love what you did with explaining the whiteboard to us and post-its because I'll just whip out my notebook and, you know, pen and paper, even chicken scratch. I mean, honestly, and just jot it down. It doesn't have to be perfect, whatever works best for you. But I guess my question following up to that is, is this something that producers can do on their own? Is it a team effort, a group effort, or do we need some sort of facilitator? What do you think? So this is something that you definitely can do on your own, but I would really encourage farm managers to pull a group together. And it really can be anyone that knows your farm well and has a vested interest in the farm's success. So think about your crops manager, a maintenance manager, perhaps your insurance agent, key employees, an accountant, consultants, anyone you work with that knows your farm well enough to have good, solid opinions about these four aspects of your farm, pull them together. What I like to do is give everybody a stack of post-it notes, give them five or 10 minutes to really brainstorm about the farm and just start slapping post-it notes into the appropriate category. And I think what you'll find is people will bring different perspectives. So for example, somebody who is a crops manager on your farm may have a very different 
perspective or idea about the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats than maybe your accountant does, or maybe a family member or a partner that you're in business with. So that's why there's really beauty in pulling a team together rather than doing these one-off or by yourself. I'm going to take a guess here, Jim, that somebody is listening to this right now thinking, wait now, you want me to get a bunch of people together, my accountant, my family members, and different people who might have different perspectives on my business, sit them down and give them sticky notes and go through a SWOT analysis. I'm just going to guess there's some of these people saying, I'm not going to do that. And I guess I just want to take a moment to challenge you and ask why not like farming is big business and you know legacy is a big business passing the farm on to the next generation i mean i just want to pause for a moment and encourage you maybe not challenge you but encourage you you know why not what could you learn from going through an exercise like this and why wouldn't you take some time so I was wondering if people do have some courage and they do take the challenge to do this, how do you get people to engage and speak up, Jim? Have you seen any good examples of that? Yeah, you make a great point, Doug. I can just predict that the first time a farm business tries to do this, you may have some eye rolls from the crowd. You know, as you start handing out markers and post-it notes, you may have some skeptics in the group. But I'll tell you, once this process gets started, people really do get into it. It's simple. It's kind of fun to do. And it really does benefit your strategic planning process. So as a precursor to a more formal meeting where you're really sitting down and crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's, this can be a fun intro to that strategic planning process. Jim, it also sounds like it would be a great time to get everyone's input too. So it could be getting extra perspectives and kind of making sure that you're not missing anything. It almost would grab everything from all directions. So once we have all this information and we have everyone's opinions and we have all of our post-it notes lined up, how would the grower use that information for their business? So after people have had an opportunity to contribute their perspectives on the four categories, then you kind of start pulling the post-it notes off one at a time You stack together the ones that are duplicates, so you'll have any number of ideas or concepts that are repeated by various individuals. So you want to keep those all together and think of them almost as a multiplier. So the more people that have the same perspective on a strength or on a threat, stack those up because there's importance in the fact that multiple people identified it that way. I'd also encourage you to get everyone talking. If you're unclear about what somebody wrote down on one of the post-its, stop and give them a chance to contribute. This can be a really great tool to get some of your key employees involved, and it can make them feel that their opinions are valued as you're moving your business forward. And I think, Jim, so Emily hit on it too, but I mean, what 
perfect time to do this. Get a fresh perspective, get some fresh ideas before the new year. I mean, I don't know about you, but this sounds like a blast getting together with some of your favorite people or peers, I'm assuming, and and just kind of hashing this out. I mean, think of it as like a think tank, right? It's exciting to me. But moving along here, do you mind running through an example with us just so we can kind of put these pieces together? Sure, I'd be glad to. So let's start with a hypothetical farm and they're brainstorming first off their strains. So strains could be soil fertility, could be proximity to markets, easy access to highways, could be any number of things about that farm that are positive, are viewed as a strength. Or they could be personal aspects. So having a son or daughter that's interested in farming and potentially a succession plan for the business is definitely a strength. A daughter-in-law or a son-in-law with a marketing degree could be viewed as a strength. This could be an opportunity to put a website together for your farm or advance some of your community outreach. So that's just a couple of examples of strengths. Weaknesses, as I mentioned earlier, are something that's inherent to the farm, and it could be communication challenges. We all know that family businesses, which many of our farms are, don't always run as smooth as they could. You know, maybe there's some barriers happening there. Maybe financial management isn't your strong suit. Maybe you love to be behind the wheel of your tractor, but when it's time to sit down and do the books, maybe that's not your strength. So that would be indicated as a weakness. Opportunities could be, you know, in my case, the farm that I grew up on was fairly close to some metropolitan areas. So the opportunity to rent land from absentee owners was plentiful and available. So that's an opportunity. It's interesting, though, proximity to a city can actually be a threat as well. If there's zoning changes or maybe neighbors that are less familiar with conventional farming practices. So keep in mind that the same thing, like proximity to an urban area, could be an opportunity, but could also be a threat. So then categorize all of these and then, you know, take a moment to kind of step back and think about, do these things make sense today? Will they make sense in a year from now, three years, five years, and so on. Jim, how often should someone do these? And perhaps there's not really a set in stone answer, and maybe it's when you're in a lull, but I guess, do you have any guidance on that? Sure, that's a great question, Shelby. I would definitely encourage this process not to be one and done. I think it really lends itself to at least an annual process. I know some farm businesses do it more often than that, even quarterly. Some of it depends on the amount of change you're anticipating, whether it's a change in ownership, leadership, marketing strategies. But I would say definitely annual. And as you indicated earlier, these next few months are a great time to do that between growing seasons. Jim, this is good stuff. Super familiar to me as well. Listeners, I think, will find it's easy to remember SWAT. Sometimes even the smallest decisions, you'll start running these scenarios through your own head. You know, I'm going to make a decision. I probably don't need to convene a big group of people, but 
you quickly run through your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and it kind of becomes a go-to for how you process decision-making to make sure you're confident and comfortable with the scenarios. I'm assuming you agree that it can be used in those small ways along with the more intense ways that we've discussed here. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can look at this SWOT analysis kind of holistically across your entire farming business, or it could be narrowed into a new crop or a new market or kind of considering some entrepreneurial avenue that you'd like to take your farm in. So you could narrow down and pinpoint the SWOT on that particular question or issue, or you can do it broader, holistic for your entire farm business. And Jim, I'm thinking of it from a mental health space. I know we had discussed this in a previous podcast, but this may also bring to light some concerns that people closest to you have that maybe you didn't think were weighing on their minds. This could bring up those different conversations and hopefully shed some light on stuff that might be keeping people closest to you up at night. Absolutely, Emily. And it's a great way, too, to pull the generations together. If your farm is a multi-generational operation, this is a great opportunity to get all the voices heard. Jim, this has been very informative. One more personal note. I think a lot of times when I go through this, I get stuck on weaknesses. I got to fix all the weaknesses, but don't get stuck in that. Think about how to maximize your strengths. Number one, it's more energizing and fun and you can't ignore your weaknesses, but don't just hone in on those. But I think it's been a great topic. Jim has a helpful article and a worksheet that you can use when when doing your own SWOT analysis You can find those materials at farms.extension.wisc.edu or on our website at admadvantage.com. And as always, for more details from this episode and additional content, go to admadvantage.com. And thank you so much, Jim, for joining us today. You're very welcome. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, all our listeners. Again, encourage, challenge, do something for your business. And maybe you want to Do a SWOT analysis if you've never done one. See how it helps your business. But again, thank you all for listening. As always, send in your questions and comments. Have a great November, a great Thanksgiving holiday. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you. This has been In the Driver's Seat, brought to you by ABM. To learn more about managing financial risk in your grain operation, Talk to your local ADM representative or go to admadvantage.com.